Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Recorded live. All right, Ant. So now we're going to welcome in Sarah Baker. We, uh, we haven't seen her for at least five weekends. How are you, Sarah? Um, I'm doing good. I'm doing good, guys. I'm a New Yorker now. You are a New Yorker now, but you were a New Yorker before, weren't you? No, I never was. I, never. I come from New Yorkers. My parents are New Yorkers. Ah. My brother's a New Yorker. My best friend's been a New Yorker for about 12 years. So it's not like I'm totally new to everything up here, but I've never lived here before. I've only ever visited. Okay. All right. You were in, yeah, yeah. You were in ahead, like, Chicago and St. Louis before, right? That was the two other places. Uh, yeah, Chicago, yeah. Chicago, St. Louis, and actually Washington D.C. for a blend. And D.C. Mm-hmm. And D.C. and Philly, of course. I mean, I am. I imagine a lot of the people listening know, but for those who don't, I am like born and bred in Philadelphia. So this is this is a big deal for me to leave. I uh, came back after grad school, and I'd been in Philly since '08. So, yeah. That's a long time. It's so a long I guess time. The the first really hard investigative journalism question that I have is when you walked up to get a hot dog from the Sabrette guy on the street, did you ask for a hot dog or a hot dog sandwich? You don't need to ask for a hot dog sandwich, guys, because all hot dogs are sandwiches. Come on. <laughs> That's like asking for, I mean, yeah, I don't know, like a, like, a, like a pizza pie. You don't need to like give it, like a, it's overdoing it. They know what you mean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I know. All I'm right. making Anthony mad. Okay. No, you're not going to make me mad. <laughs> it's me. I'm the, one who, I'm the one who gets food rage. Okay, so let's ask a more benign question that you really could only have hockey-related answers to, and that sure. would be, what about Steve Mason? Is it going to make you sad that he won't be a flyer this year? Do you think he'll be on the flyers? Do you think he'll end up somewhere else? You know, this is an interesting year with, with goalies, and especially uh, following what happened with Ben Bishop in Dallas. Like, oh, my goodness. How do I feel about Steve Mason? You know, I – and you you guys know this, and I think probably most everybody knows that I felt like the guy got a bad rap. I think he's better than people think he is. Mm-hmm. I think part of it is, you know, there, there were some perhaps some mental toughness issues. But listen, a guy like Flurry, who performed out of his mind in that game seven, has some of those same issues. So – that's, that's something you see in goalies. Um, but the fact that he, he's that kind of guy and he was playing in Philadelphia, to me, was an equation for fans really getting on him. Now, do I think he's going to be back in Philly? Odds are no, unless something crazy happens, because there are still a number of goaltenders potentially available in the market this summer. And, and hey, I mean, they ha- they, we, we have Michael Neuvert locked up. So it seems to me like the Flyers made their decision it will be very interesting to me to see where he does land, assuming he lands somewhere at the NHL level. Sarah, looking back at the Flyers season, especially when we got down to the stretch run, and it basically was almost the polar opposite of the previous season in 2000, in the previous year where they went on a, on a, on a pretty strong run. In your mind, if you had to sort of prioritize where they had their biggest difficulties, now goaltender obviously was certainly a concern, but if there are other, sure. in observing the team, 
What did you kind of pinpoint as their biggest issues this year? Well, I mean, it, this is sort of a cheap answer, and I'll, and I'll give you a secondary one in a second, but they were so inconsistent. And, you know, the, mm-hmm. the most mediocre teams, they, they play up, they play down based on who they're playing, based on how they're feeling any given week. And, you know, look, this Flyers team, Dave Haxwell got a lot out of them his first year, which says something. For a guy who came right from college and immediately had the respect and attention of his players, that's a good thing. But obviously took a little bit of a dip this past year. Where was their number one issue specifically with that inconsistency? Goal scoring. I mean, you're not – listen, you, you guys just mentioned it. Yeah, goaltending had some issues. I wasn't mm-hmm. thrilled um, at times with how the goaltending was managed by the coaching staff. But that's a story and a conversation for another time. But this team needs to score goals. How you have so many guys on that team that basically went silent when it mattered most and some guys who had down years as a whole. I'm looking at you, Jake Voracek, offensively. Um, so, yeah, to me, that's the issue. And I, I feel like I've been hollering about it since, like, 2010 maybe 2011, they need more guys who can be consistent, dependent upon scorers. Because guess who wins cups when they do, when they have that depth? Guys like the Penguins, teams like teams that can score goals win. They haven't had that. It's true. So you're in New York, and obviously you're getting better bagels and better pizza now. That goes without <laughs> saying. Uh, yes. But you're also getting the hockey fans' opinion of why the Rangers stink. So I'm gonna guess I'm gonna guess in the last five weeks you're getting mostly Lundqvist bashing. But let me know. Let me know what the man on the street feeling is about the Rangers losing to Ottawa. Oh yeah, it's a lot of Lundqvist bashing. I mean and, and listen, there's something to be said for that. The guy doesn't elevate his game in the postseason. We haven't seen it. But no, anybody who blames what happened on Henrik Lundqvist is not paying attention or just trying to take the easy way out because blaming the goalie, let's be real, is always the easy way out. Right. Um, I, I've seen a lot of people who are beginning to take issue uh, with the, the, the cast of characters as a whole. When you look mm-hmm. at Ottawa, that's a team that I, I think on the whole the Rangers are the better team. You combine mm-hmm. all that talent, I think that talent is better than Ottawa's talent. But what the Rangers don't have, in my opinion, are a couple of really exciting players. You'll get a guy like Carlson who basically like won that series for Ottawa. Yep. You don't yep. have anybody like that on the Rangers. And you're hearing people complain no. about the talent as a whole, Russ. I'm sure you know that. That's what it seems like here, but mostly I've been around a bunch of uh, – most of my friends here are ex-Philadelphians who've just taken okay. lots of joy in the uh, annual Rangers <laughs> crashing and burning in the playoffs. Sarah, after watching last night uh, in, in Game 7, at, at, going into that game, seeing how the Capitals played in Game 6, what was your gut, kind of your gut feeling going into the game? Or, you just, or, or like many people, it was kind of way up in the air and – any, it, more of an anything-could-happen scenario. How did you sort of feel going into that seventh game last night as to how the outcome might be? So ahead of the series, I picked the Penguins, and uh, I actually went on another podcast and spoke about why not that long ago. Um, but going into last night's game, I thought it was the Caps to lose, guys, because the momentum was on their side and they were playing how we sort of had – now, granted, Alex Ovechkin wasn't, and that's you know, going to be something that's talked about all summer long until next season but I really thought it was the Caps to lose based on how they just commanded that game six. And I was very wrong. Well, you know, here's the thing. I mean, I, I did pick, I, I picked Pittsburgh and Chicago. And so clearly I was, I was half wrong. I think, I think the problem with the Capitals is they have so much skill. They actually need a couple of guys, a couple of defensive forwards. The, the Penguins were killing them, especially in the third period on the four check. 
And, yes, correct. And, and even just made Ovechkin look ridiculous on that play along the wall. But you want to know something, and Ovechkin will never admit it, the Capitals got tired. The Penguins absolutely tired them out. And I think by the time they had the extra attacker on the ice, they didn't have any energy to even try and get within a goal, you know, even one goal game. I mean, Which is just, really – which is interesting, weird. guys, because it seemed to me like the Penguins looked like the tired team in the previous couple games. They did. Yeah. And, so, yeah. tables turn. And defensively, that was probably the thing I was looking at with Pittsburgh. It looked like their D was getting worn out. and But, yeah. again, defense, watching them in that third period last night, it's a fit. I mean, this emphasizes for everybody who always looks at defensive units as in just, just the defensemen. Pittsburgh right. really knows how to play a five-man just lockdown situation, in the, especially when they have a lead like that. And that's something they have and their prior experience and that that works to their favor. You're exactly right. It comes down to experience. I think that was a huge part of it. And, and maybe I was missing it, and maybe I wasn't reading the right guys or listening to the right analysts on TV. But I didn't hear that as one of the advantages that the Penguins had over the Capitals was that experience. I was just hearing, you know, guys are injured. You're not going to be able to do it with this current cast. They did it last year. It's so hard to win two years in a row, blah, blah, blah. But, hey, I think You should have been listening to SiriusXM because I wasn't saying that. But but the thing is, I I was extolling the virtues of, like, Brian Rust, who seems like, and this is maybe too old for you, Sarah, but he seems like the Butch Goring of the last couple years where this guy just – comes out of nowhere and scores in the playoffs, or maybe a Claude Lemieux. You remember Claude Lemieux. Yeah, of course. And he's just a clutch player. Even though Chris Letang was like a huge loss, they had managed to to sort of get past that because Justin Schultz now has turned into the Justin Schultz that I think Edmonton thought he would be. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. And, and you know, when you, when you put a team together in the right kind of a way, um, that, that depth and, and – you're able to withstand losses like the Penguins did, and you're able to withstand them year after year. I mean, we were talking about losses throughout the season for them last year that they managed to to outlast and perform in spite of. So, yeah, that, that team, man, I, you know, I no matter who comes out of the West, assuming Pittsburgh wins, because I, I think pretty much everybody's going to pick them over Ottawa, um, I, I think it's theirs to lose again this year. But, but hey, guys, I've been wrong before, so we'll see. <laughs> Speaking of which, obviously you, you've uh, made known at this point right now that you think the Penguins obviously are going to win the series, and understand, and certainly in this uh, in this circumstance. Interesting enough, I know Ottawa does actually have in their three games this year. I know Ottawa has two wins against them. I look at this series as being a closer one than than people may expect. I think some people may think that because Pittsburgh won the game that they're gonna they're gonna roll them. How are you viewing this series, Sarah? Well, I, I mean, I covered a couple of Flyers-Senators games this season, so I, I watched that Senators team. Uh, you know, when, the last time I was there, I remember talking to Guy Boucher about how this team could not score goals. This Ottawa, and they finished with a negative goal differential for the season, I believe. So the, this mm-hmm. Senators team is not a high-powered scorer. Now, what that says to me, just never mind all of the other stuff, if they can't score goals and Flurry plays like Flurry played last night, they are going to roll. They're complete, the, the Penguins are absolutely going to roll. Now, does that necessarily mean that's going to happen? I don't think most people thought the Senators had a chance in their last series against the Rangers. So, you know, we, mm-hmm. we'll see. But when you have – I, I really – I mean, I hope for an interesting series. I always root for fun. Um, but I, I, I don't know. I think this is, this is going to be an easy one for the Penguins, if you ask me. I think it'll be an interesting one. Now, rooting for fun. So, Evgeny Malkin tweeted in 
off his Russian account, or is that his only account? I don't know. Back to Ilya Brzgalov inviting him to the the conference finals because for some reason, Briz wanted to announce that the Capitals were advancing before the series was over. I always call that a dumb move, and when you do that on Twitter, you kind of deserve that, right? Oh, totally. And I, you know, I love that stuff. And I hope that Briz goes and I hope that they have a blast with him and, and do some kind of video. Listen, you, you guys know you were around him when he was in Philadelphia. Oh, he yeah. has a blast. And now yeah. he's not really doing anything other than hanging out. He's a lot of, he's even more fun somehow. I'm sure you saw those videos that he did for Players Tribune. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I certainly hope he shows up. I hope he goes as a guest of Malkin. I would love it. He should go in a Malkin jersey, Ant. That's what he should do. Yes. Oh, oh God, yeah. That'll, 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 that'll go over well. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It'd be great. So, Sarah, you have a, a new job. Tell everybody what you're going to be doing because you're still involved in hockey, and I think that's great. Yeah, I'm, I got signed to, uh, to a contract by Race Euro. I'm joining the New Jersey Devils as their director of hockey content and communications, and it's going to be really exciting. I start on Monday. Um, I, you know, this has sort of been the dream for me to, to work for an NHL team. So I'm, I'm super, super, super excited. And, and come on, is there any better time to join a team than about a month before they make the first overall pick in the draft? It's, it's super exciting it's awesome. for me. I mean, it's, yeah. as, a, as a draft guy, it's awesome. I mean, Anthony and I will be at the draft. I actually, if you're, if you have like super special access like me, Sarah, I'll be on the draft floor and so I'll see you walking around there. But if not, I'll wave up in the balcony. I'm not sure how it's going to work out for you. Uh, nice. You know, as soon as I know, as soon as I find out, I'll, uh, I'll let you know. I'll, either way, I'll wave to you. Okay. There you go. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Listen, we appreciate you coming on, and we wish you luck, and we'll definitely be looking for your stuff online. I'm, I'm sure you will uh, – be doing a lot of interesting uh, features and and again yeah have fun with the draft it's, to me other than covering the Stanley Cup the draft is my favorite thing to cover it's just um, it's, it's great I completely agree with you because you're never going to be in a situation where players are happier to talk to you than they are in the <laughs> yeah true. that's <laughs> it's true really true <laughs> so yeah you know and, it. And, it it's true no we we do and and like I said. Thanks for coming on, and we'll look for you online. Sounds okay, I'm going to cut guys. it there. I'm going to cut it there. Take care, Sarah. But, guys. yeah, thank you very much. I'll uh, definitely see you at the draft. And uh, But, yeah, we what would happen, Sarah, is we, we do the show live on the draft floor. So if you're, like, part of the team walking around, then you'll see yeah. us because we get every player that walks up right up to the table. So you'll, you your know, guy will, I, will walk right up to us. Great. You know, I really – I honestly don't know. I think that yeah. – I may, um, because sort of my, my role is sort of the go-between between hockey ops and marketing. So yeah. I'm sort of the, I'm like sort of branding myself as a Shiro translator, sort of like what my, what my job is, now, which right. is like kind of, going to be kind of fun. But assume, assuming that that's, you know, that's how it was described to me, assuming that's how it ends up playing out, I should be around on the floor. So I'll keep you updated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds good. Enjoy the city, though. Will do, guys. I'll see you soon. All Take right. care, Sarah. Good talking to you. <laughs> you too. Bye. Bye.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.